Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Football Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Ken Miller and Trent Condon for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list. A lot of ground to cover. We will start in about 15 or 20 minutes or thereabouts with our friend Chris Williams from Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. Yes, the clones are off, but we will uh, take... Chris's brain as to where they're at as they head into their bye week and potentially what lies ahead coming out of it. Of course, Big 12 basketball media days for both women and men uh, were this past weekend in Kansas City, so maybe a nugget or two on that, and then his locks of the week before we get out of here. Bama Bob, Trent, and I will then go around college football in a national perspective, taking a look at a handful of games. We'll do that at about uh, 11.35, so about 35 minutes from right now. Our number two Mike Palm from Las Vegas, Circus Sports, the VP of Operations. He will kick off the hour. Uh, Tom Cakert, who is in Columbus already, um, getting set to cover Ohio State and Iowa an early kick tomorrow, 11 o'clock hour time. Uh, he'll join us at 11.25 before we make our picks and call it a weekend, at least for myself. you still got some duties tonight yes. over on the Bull. Where will you be again? Uh, Drake Stadium. That's right. Roosevelt Valley. Yes. Plays host to the Tigers. Valley needs a win to get in. Roosevelt has faint hope to get in with a victory. So more than just a spoiler opportunity. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance probably not, but it would take a a lot of upsets kind of in front of them for that Mm -hmm. to happen. But... Hey, it's an outside possibility, and we've seen crazy things happen in Week 9 of the high school football season. So we'll be out there at Drake Stadium. Looking forward to that one. Playoffs also happening. Eight-player all the way up through 2A. So it's it's here, just yeah. like that. How crazy it is! No, it's, it's unbelievable. What a night you're going to get for it, as well. And all those um, seniors that are walking, uh, going through senior night with their parents, um, friends, etc. What a great night to do that here tonight. Just a spectacular weekend, um, weather-wise, lined up for us ahead. By the way, did you see the? Now you, you you helped me out yesterday. GIF when the picture's moving, right? Yes, yes. Did you see the GIF on part of my take? Sean Roberts retweeted it last night. The cornerback for the Cardinals leaping into the air and, and going across the goal line airborne and Andy Dalton turning around and facing. Have you seen that? No, I have not. You know what? Take a time out. And if you're sitting in front of your computer, go through this exercise because it's the single biggest best GIF I've ever seen. I just kept watching it over and over and over um, pardon my take is where you can see it. Okay, I got it right here. Yeah, and you got it. Yes. Now watch, watch it from the beginning, and then watch the left hand side of your screen. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That's yeah, wonderful. Oh, it really is good. It wasn't wonderful if you had a Saints ticket like me no, last night. I know this game was. Uh, so I, I stuck with it. I started with baseball, mm-hmm. then went to for the first half to to football, just like last week, and then. It was, what, 28-14, I think, a couple of pick-sixes late in the first half. So I stayed with the baseball. I'm glad I did. Um, Framber Valdez was amazing yes, again. He was Nine great. strikeouts. My God, he's something. Including, what, four out of his last five, mm-hmm. I want to say. So you hit that prop over over batters faced. Yes. And these strikeouts were, what, five? I was on and the and under. It was oh, five you were on the under. under. I was on the under. So oh. I got over on the batters face, but lost it on the prop. Gotcha. Over. I was giving you credit for both. Yeah. Wish I would have had both. And until oh. before our last five, I thought, yeah, I'm in pretty good shape mm-hmm. here. Kind of hanging around. Mm-hmm. 
and then he just caught fire oh, and striking gosh. people out. This Houston team, they're a behemoth. They are. Trent. Nobody's beating them. I don't think so either. I, I don't think so. Um, Speaking of... Uh, I just hope it's a long series once we get to the last series, the World Series. So we've been uh, talking about you're both invested in the Padres and Astros. Mm-hmm. I have some Astros tickets. And I kind of forgot, there's a point this summer, and we're always looking for content. It was right after the NBA Finals, and we saw a bunch of these just people out there. You know, Darren Ravel would retweet it, where they would take championship parlays. Yes, yes, and, yes. And the final leg uh-huh. was the Warriors to complete I've got it. one. I got a couple, too, and I was looking. Yeah. I got the Astros. So why? I think I did five of them, and I think I have the Astros in three of the five. Do you really? Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm rooting a whole lot more. I well, think, I think I'm dead because I have Alabama as my second leg. You're not I'm dead. alive, You're right? alive. But guess where, guess where it ends? What NFL Oh, probably team? Chargers. Ding, 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 Why? ding. You and the Chargers. I went all in. And these are worth thousands. Yes. It's a great bet. It really it's, is. It's like a $10 bet. It's a, you know what it is? It's like go buying your Powerball ticket, yes. except you have something to say with your numbers, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So uh, what, what it is, it's championship parlays. I, I took the Astros to win the World Series, the, the Alabama to win the college football championship, and Super Bowl goes to the Chargers. What have you got? I have a lot of them with the Astros. I got a couple of Ravens tickets tied to it. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of Alabamas. I also did a college basketball one that has North Carolina. I'll listed there. That's a, that's very much a lie. And then I have an NBA one that has the Bucks tied to it. So yeah, just kind of all moving You're in a good around. Spot. I'm get the Astros home. Yep. All of a sudden, we can start dreaming a little oh, bit. Absolutely, this is the price of a beer. I mean, you know, just exactly just putting it out there. Price of a beer and just seeing. Because I think my tickets were ten bucks each. Yep, that's what I did too. Mm-hmm. And we saw so many of these come in this summer, and yes. we finally said, "Hey, we got to do this too." Mm-hmm. It's just fun, you know. It, it's one thing to predict. Last year, I had the Rams in the preseason. I had a ticket with that. Mm-hmm. But boy, what if I also would have had yeah, another team the Braves. tied to it? A couple of teams tied right. to it. Or Kansas and, or whatever. And, yes, all those things together. So I think I'm going to keep doing mm-hmm. this probably every year, too. No, I'm with you. I, I had one last year in basketball. You know who it was tied to? Of course you do. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. <laughs> you're I'll not never bet them again. You're not? Never. Uh, I saw our friends over at Bet Rivers have yes. conference Title odds up for college basketball for each of the conferences now. Yeah. So you know what? I'm glad we're doing this because the last thing I want to talk about is Ohio State Iowa. Uh, it's it's awful. How, right? how can you talk about? Yeah, the game? you can't. You can't. Uh, and we'll do it with Tom Caker yes. in an hour and twenty five minutes or whatever. But I just don't know when. I don't think we're alone. Ready, getting ready for basketball season. It's unfortunate. Well, I'm not ready to go quite there yet. Well, I mean, for the in state. Yeah. Do you look, think we're alone in this? No. I th- I think there's no. a lot of people that are ready to check right. out. Yep. Just done with it, right? Right. Oh, and now the odds are taken down. Dang it. They were up at Bet Rivers the other day, and uh, I didn't screenshot it. That was bad work out of me. I'm sure they're going to be back up probably after the mm-hmm. weekend, but that will be something for us to dig into next week a little bit more. Iowa State will be coming off a bye. What's going to change? Iowa's going to get clubbed by Ohio State. Well, speaking of that, how much does Iowa lose by? Do they lose by 30? The I think points they break? cover. You do. That's so many points. It's Ohio State. I know. <laughs> that offense is Did you see the number? They have scored touchdowns in 31 of their last 38 drives. It's bananas. It's bananas. 31 There's a reason th- Stroud's the overwhelming favorite. Right. And we're trying to buy tickets to beat them, and I, I think that's yeah. probably a futile exercise Very at this well point. Um, so you, you went with New Orleans last night. That didn't work out well. Did you see uh, Cliff and, uh, and Kyle getting after each other on the sidelines at the end of the first half? I mean, Kyler Murray was just you know, calm down type of thing, mm-hmm. right? I don't read too much into those. Do you? No, it's a play, it's a coach and a quarterback. And yeah. I was surprised, actually, I was surprised that so many people have tried to read more into this. 
it's the heat of the game. Like, I don't think Matt Campbell goes around picking fights with whoever he was fights with. Mm-hmm. Like he did, not even picking a fight, but he was certainly making his feelings known. It's, it's, it's sports. We caught up in it. Yes, plenty of that mm-hmm. that we've seen. Oh, I did find the numbers here. It was actually at points bet. Kansas is your favorite in the Big 12 to win the basketball. Two to one. Who's second choice? Texas? Baylor. Baylor. Five to two. Then Texas at three to one. Texas Tech eight to one. TCU nine to one. Oklahoma and Oki State both thirty-five to one. You haven't said Iowa State yet. The eighth pick is the Cyclone sixty to one to win the regular but season crown. They're not going to win the Big Twelve tournament or Big Twelve uh, regular season. Regular yeah. season. Um, but they got a chance to to play mm-hmm. meaningful postseason basketball. I it's think. not a stretch for nine teams to is. make the tournament out of that think. league. I don't think it's a stretch for either two of either three of the local men's teams. Both of the women. Mm, so yes. I was talking to my friend Doc Fuller yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were talking about basketball, what he's going to do for us, etc. I said, Doc, you got to get some women's tickets. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because the night before the men play over at Carver, the mm-hmm. women play. That'll um, be a huge one. Top you know, ten possibility. I, it's, it's, it's massive. Trent, I'm anxious. I, I want to do the contest where the winner gets to choose. You want the women or the men's? And there's going to be plenty of people that Absolutely. would choose the women. Absolutely. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? Yes. This, so that's Wednesday night, the 7th or whatever the Wednesday is anyways. Uh, but yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of postseason basketball in the state of Iowa. A lot of people paying attention to it. Odds for winning the Big Ten regular season, something Iowa hasn't done since uh, it's been 1979. A long time. It's been a long time. Indiana, your betting favorite, a plus 350 right behind them. Purdue and Michigan, plus 550. S- Illinois six to one. Yeah, that's worth a dabble. Also six to one. Michigan State and your six betting choices: the Iowa Hawkeyes okay. Okay. at seven to one. Better odds than Ohio State, mm-hmm. than Wisconsin, than Rutgers. So help me out with this: of the Big Ten, of the uh, of the Power, how many six, seven mm-hmm. in basketball? Is the Big Ten favorite the longest price? Meaning Ooh, that's it's the most question. wide open? Yeah, I would think so. I haven't looked through I, all I'm of them at this point. I'm with you because you can make a case for a bunch of schools. There's eight teams that you, I think you throw mm-hmm. in the hat. Nobody's great. No. This is going to be a down year for the Big Ten right. in terms of ACC, top level. You can, there, there'll be short prices. SEC, there'll be a short price. Pac-12, there'll be a short price. There might not be a Sweet 16 team in the Big Ten. But there's going to be eight, nine, ten teams that mm-hmm. are solid tournament teams. Mm-hmm. And that'll be the difference. No, I was getting through this year. They're getting through. McCaffrey's going to check that box. I don't care if it's box. 13 and 7. McCaffrey's checking that box. And a six-way tie box. for first yep. place. I haven't seen it in my lifetime. I'm 42. Yeah. 37 years since they've even made a run all the way to the Elite Eight. Matt Campbell checked that. the box this time, this yep. year that he hadn't been able to check. Fran McCaffrey do likewise. That, that's uh, something we can file away. He's clip and save for later. We'll take a timeout. Chris Williams will join us. Iowa State, what's he looking for in the second half of their season? We'll do some uh, Big 12 hoops as well with Chris. His locks, Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football at 11.35. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Liberty, Liberty. Say that enough. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Uh, 11 minutes, oh, 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 
We take you up until 1. I'm having the most trouble with these hours trying to figure out that it shouldn't be that difficult, right? You're struggling as you're setting up our guest list. I know. And And I never struggle when it goes if I'm setting up a call with an Eastern time Uh zone or Pacific or whatever. We're only a weekend. That's probably. You'll be all right. I think so, too. You'll adapt quickly. Thank you. And you got to stay away from the Pineapple Express. Now, what's that? It's a strain of weed. Oh, I never knew, though. They have names. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, Let's get to Chris Williams. From Iowa Everywhere, Cyclone Fanatic. Him and John Miller just had a conversation. Uh, good morning, Chris. Uh, Trent and Ken. I know that one of the topics you brought up with, with John was whose Iowa's quarterback going to be next year. Did he Was his answer he's not on the roster? Yeah, I mean, I guess that you could say that. We, that's what we were trying to figure out. It's like if, you know, if this Labus kid's that far behind Spencer Petras, then that's not a great sign. Not you know? a I'm just using Brian Ferentz's words. No, I have I'm no idea. You. I've never seen I've never seen the kid play, but if he's that far behind, like they kind of made it out to be, then it's like, is that really a good sign? No. Uh, well, that wasn't a good press conference as we go no. back and dissect it. But let's talk Iowa State, Chris Williams, and, and here they are at the bye week, and Man, there's a lot of if a woulda shouldas. That's been one of the stories of this season. They're playing a lot of young kids. I don't know how it's going to end. They can clearly win the remainder of their games, uh, I think. But at the same time, they can clearly get beat in the remainder of their games with the parity in this conference. I thought the bye came at the right time, just to you know, to give this uh, team a little bit of a break. What do you expect once they return to the field? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, so a couple things. One. I had somebody tell me this week, and I haven't been able to fact-check this or anything. I wouldn't even know how to go about it. But there's been two teams since 1980 that have lost four consecutive conference games by 14 points or fewer. And Iowa State is one of them. Purdue in 2004 would have been the other one. And I have no idea what that means. It just shows you that, like, the – the string that they've put together with these losses is, is quite historical. Um, I had a coach, uh, an old timer type coach. Um, so in his seventies or eighties, you mean old like you? Seventies, yeah. <laughs> eighties. Guy I respect told me this week. He said that, <laughs> and he had recently gotten out, and he said that one of the things he's kind of learned over the years is that student athletes, right? They're on social media, they're on Twitter, they read more, they know more about narratives. Mm-hmm than they used to. I mean, I remember when I was in college, like the only thing that the football players I lived with a bunch of them knew was what was in the Iowa State Daily. Wow. And like now like it's it's all it's more complicated to snap up a, a streak like that because you like they know the narrative now, right? When you go mm-hmm. back on the field and it's a one possession game in the fourth quarter, it can be fairly difficult with today's youth. So that that's a concern to me. It's like, you know, you gotta keep it from becoming uh, a thing where that's this team's identity is to lose close games. Because right now I could spin it that, oh, man, they're right in it. You know, X makes a couple of catches and they're 5-1. and one. And, like, I could I could spin that. But you you also run the risks now of letting it become who you are. And that's what this team has to avoid in the second half. Hey, I wanted to uh, throw this at you. I know you have a relationship with a lot of the coaches there. Alex Golish, he has gotten a ton mm. of – 
uh, credit here yeah. over the last week of what he's done at Tennessee. He was, of course, at Iowa State for, what, four years, I think it was, where he was yep. a recruiting coordinator and the tight end coach. This is a rising star in the business. Did you see this? Did you know that Alex Golish was destined for greatness is what he's doing now with the, with the Volunteers? I love Alex, and, I, and I've actually kept in touch with him, and it's a great story. Him and his family are really good people. Go back and listen if you want. I did some podcasts with him one-on-one. He was kind of like my go-to podcast because he was such a good talker and so charismatic when he was when he was here. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't know, I mean, about his X's and O's. Like, who knows on that? But I certainly knew that he could recruit. Uh, he He did it well at Illinois. That program kind of fell off after he was gone, and he was certainly a huge, uh, you know, huge part of Campbell getting guys like David Montgomery and whatnot in that first recruiting class. So yeah, and he's a future head coach. I mean, he would be a guy too because he's so respected. You know, if Matt Campbell were ever leave down the road, like he would be a guy who I would definitely be pounding the pavement for. Yeah, and very well deserved. Uh, and I, I'm not surprised at all because he works hard, man. He is one of the guys who is the first to come in last week. Yeah, I heard the uh, the story where he goes through every week eight different games. The team they're playing that week, yeah. he'll go through and then figure out what he would call offensively. Mm-hmm. Says it takes about an very hour and a half meticulous. each game. Yeah, yeah, he's a very meticulous guy, and you know he's he's one of those Campbell guys, like Manny, like that that whole group. Mm-hmm. They all kind of came up in the business together. Him and Matt are still very close, but Alex, when he got the opportunity to go be a coordinator for Heupel at UCF, I mean, nobody could blame him for leaving as a tight ends coach at Iowa State to be able to go and call plays and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy for him. In fact, you brought it up. Like, I've been rooting for Tennessee just because I know he's there and he's such a good guy. And uh, It gives you a little bit. That's the funnest part about what I do because I have, like, these guys who I know who are all over the country who I've worked with in the past, and it's, it makes it fun because you kind of have teams to root for in every conference. Uh, Chris, uh, past the midway point, there's no such thing as midseason awards, but Hutchinson, I would think, would be the offensive MVP. A little trickier on the defensive side of the ball. Who would you, who would you anoint as yeah. the MVP of that defense? Johnson? Yeah, I would go Johnson. Yeah, uh, he, he would be my vote, but I would... Sneaky guy is MJ Anderson. Yeah, he's had a good really year on that defensive line. I, I just, I think Tampa could, you could make an argument for. Um, probably wouldn't win it, uh, but the really like the the back end, like they haven't had. I, I I wonder, and I is this Haycock's best defense? Which is, I was wondering this out loud uh, when I was podcasting with Bloom on Sunday night. You clearly, you don't have the record to show for it, but they're really good up front. Their back end is better than it's ever been. Now, they've had better linebackers before. Mm-hmm. I would love to pick John Haycock's brain about that because I could, like, when I watch them, I watch them and I'm like, man, this, this is maybe the best defense I've seen at Iowa State. When you have a guy like Will McDonald and he's been so quiet, but think about that because he's getting two, three guys on him every time and it's freeing everything else up. Yeah, I, I would go Johnson, but there's a ton of guys on that list where they they play really good team collective defense, and I think it's a fascinating conversation to have. Williams, I've been playing with you here the last few weeks of what you're giving us on the show, and you've been good. You know, two years ago, was it two years ago or three years ago, you had that hot run. Oh, I knew it, four years now. I knew it was going to come back to the pack, and it did in a big-time way. I mean, it was so bad, you had to erase oh, all yeah. of your work at Action Network. It was that bad. I, I do it annually because I want to ah. know like what I'm doing annually that's i really do it's 
Sure, you know, sure. Like, the analysis thing kind of sucks on that. So it's like generally like every January 1, I try and erase all my picks on Action Network. It, there's a reason behind it. But oh, there yeah, is a reason. Well taken. It, it wasn't because you were not, 43% or something that year. I'm, I, no, I, and I, I, if I was forty three percent the last two years, I would, I would take it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Been that bad. Yeah, I, know, up for that. I know what you're going through, uh, Chris. Uh, let's do, let's do media rights for for just a second because there, there's, I mean, John O'Ran, who uh, Trent and I have on periodically, he's obviously very well respected sports business journal. If if, I, if I, the Big Twelve is on the precipice of getting the deal that's uh, that's been floated out there with Yormak, uh, etc. I mean, A, I'd, I'd hate to be trying to hold the Pac-12 together if indeed that uh, that ink does dry in that contract first. Chris, this is um, this, this is really well done if indeed the Big 12 is to get their deal done and it's uh, at the level uh, that we're hearing reported. I think that that would exceed most people's expectations when it seemed like who knows what this how this is going to end. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to the day that Texas and Oklahoma were gone, and the conversations we were having on KXNO, uh, this is a dream scenario that they could be around 50 million in revenue. And it's, it's like I've said, you know, if you're a Big 12 fan and Iowa State fan, don't don't worry about the Big Ten and the SEC. It's it's hard, but you're not going to be at that level, right. and you just need to be the best of the rest and separate yourself. If they can be at those levels, and you know, I, I still think there's maybe even room for that to grow. I, I would be surprised. If the Big Ten doesn't end up, you know, at some point getting a little bit of ESPN revenue or Amazon revenue, and and I think the Big Twelve could too, um, when when that comes to fruition, depending on expansion and all that stuff. But this is a really good spot, and I think the biggest difference with them in the Pac-12 right now, I, I can you guys were both doing radio during the missile crisis and whatnot. Yeah, solidarity is what it is. The, yeah, the Pac-12 is in the exact same spot the Big 12 has been in for the last 15 years. Where you're now, you're you're sitting in a room and you're you're Arizona and you're looking across at Oregon and you know Oregon doesn't even want to be there and mm-hmm. they're just waiting to get a call and nobody trusts each other and you know we've all watched this play out in the Big 12, but now Pete Thamel was on with um, Bloom and Rosenfels this week on Iowa Everywhere and he made a great point because he. He said it's like a neighborhood, and everybody has the same house. You don't have one neighborhood. like You don't have one house that's a mansion next to a shack where there could be jealousy and resentment. They're all pretty much the same, and I think that's a huge thing as far as that. They, they know that they are better off when they're all together, yep. and they've been told for 10 years that they suck and that nobody wants them. So now like I think that's a position of strength for the Big 12 compared to its you know, main competition, which is the Pac-12. A solidarity. Couldn't agree with you more. What do you got for locks for us this week, Williams? Oh, man, I, I'm. this is stupid. I have five <laughs> of them this week. Like, I know this is a bad move. I'm, I've just been so good, so now I'm getting cocky. Uh-oh. I, I, I like Tulane over Memphis. Memphis has two straight games. This is crazy, guys, where they've given, they've blown three possession leads. Jesus. Okay? Uh it's crazy. They went to quadruple overtime last week. I think they're tanked. I got Tulane minus seven there. I'm playing over UTSA, North Texas. Those two teams, two top 20 offenses versus two bottom 20 defenses. They always play really high scoring games. Um, I'm going Liberty plus seven against BYU. I feel like BYU's got to be a little bit out of gas. Their Notre defense Dame. is bad. 
Yeah, I got killed by Arkansas. Liberty's not as good as they were. They don't have Malik Willis, but like they've and they sucked last week against Gardner Webb. But something tells me they were looking ahead to this one just a little bit. So I'm going to take the points there, plus seven. I love Cincinnati minus so three I. over SMU. Just love it. Mm-hmm. You probably can't get three now. I got that on like Tuesday, but if you can, I I think SMU hasn't covered against an FBS team all year. I I bet on Navy last week and and hit on that. I just I'm not that impressed with them. It's a culture type game, you know. Fickle, been there forever. Reloading SMU. It feels like you know maybe sputtering here at the end of the season with the or middle of the season with the new coach. And then you guys, I, I feel like I'm walking into a trap here, and maybe you talk me off the ledge. Purdue is better than Wisconsin, right? 15 straight. <laughs> That's what it is? But I, I mean, 15 straight. Jeez. Watch the games. Like, aren't they just like considerably better than Wisconsin? Aiden O'Connell is maybe the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten right mm-hmm. now. Like, I'm going to take the points there. I'm going to play Purdue. I, I know I'm walking into a trap mm-hmm. like by the way that that line set, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Good stuff. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere Cyclone fanatic. Chris, we'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks for doing this, Chris. Have awesome. a good weekend. Thanks, guys. Yep. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Chris Williams uh, with his locks of the week. Road runners against the mean green over 72 and a half. That's the number. Yeah. Yike bike. Uh, Bama Bob joins Trent and I next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> minutes before noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Meant to do this before the break. We'll do it now. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Head to KXNO right now, kxno.com right now. Once you get there, enter the keyword deposit, deposit at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Bama Bob joins us as we go around college football. Bama, uh, good to talk to you. Thanks, for, as always, for doing this. Let's get right into it. Um, I'm just. I'm not going to ask you your thoughts on Iowa, uh, Iowa versus Ohio State. Um, I guess I'll, I'll phrase it this way: Can Iowa cover? It's about thirty. Um. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for the music. Uh, it's you know nice to be back to normal. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> you didn't miss that the Tennessee song, the Rocky oh Top. Right. It's been playing in my head for a week, but you know. Um, Listen, I, I think it's going to be hard. Thirty is a big number. I mean, for a conference game, it's 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 in Columbus. I just don't know where I was going to score, guys. I mean, they're going to have in order to cover. I think they're going to have to hold them to thirty-five points or less. And can can Iowa's <laughs> defense do that? I mean, yeah. how many is Iowa going to score That's, unless they get a defensive touchdown? Trent said the same thing all week. Yeah, I've tried, I mean, I've tried to tell him to take the points. Too many, in a way. Yeah, I. I I'm staying away from this because I could easily see this 45 to seven, 45 to 10, something like that. I could also see, you know, 38 to 10. All right. So the game, in other words, the game's not competitive, but you know, 28 is less than 30. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I, I think it's going to be hard. I I don't think Iowa has much of a shot at winning the game. If they do, it'd be monster upset, but, they can keep it within the number, but it's going to be hard. And I think they're just going to need a defensive touchdown or, or a quick, you know, a block punt, you know, a short field, some, something like that. Their defense is good, but at some point, you know, Ohio State's just going to wear them down. And it, probably the best defense Ohio State's seen all year. But 
also the least effective offense that Ohio State has seen all year. So uh, I'm staying away, but it's going to be hard for Iowa to make it competitive. Let's go to a couple of games in the Big 12. In fact, three of them, Trent. Good weekend in the Big 12. We'll start with Kansas mm-hmm. uh, and Baylor. Kansas come fall on hard times after that great 5-0 and start. They've now lost their last two. Uh, they'll take on a Baylor team who... I don't know. Treading water? Spinning the wheels? Trying to figure them out? I don't know. Shapin is questionable with the concussion. Which isn't good because Squirrel he's a hell of a player. Is not going to play, it doesn't sound like. I understand the banged up factor and with Daniels being out for Kansas, that's a concern over there. But this thing continues to rise. It's up now to the Jayhawks getting 10. Jeez. I think I'm going to get involved in this point. I think it's gone too far. I'm going to grab the Jayhawks and the points and two teams that really, really need a win. Kansas, mm. yeah, obviously. Want to get that one more game to get bowl eligibility. But when you look at what they have remaining, Baylor this week, Oklahoma State, obviously tough, mm-hmm. at Tech, Texas mm-hmm. at home, and at Kansas State, this very well could be their best chance at a victory to get that sixth win. Interesting. Um, didn't realize it was that daunting. Well, the Big 12, is the parody is. is unbelievable. Uh, I like the way Trent put it, Bama. Both teams need a win. Who's going to get it? Yeah, I think Baylor gets the win, I think. Um, you know, it, I guess it's maybe the... I don't know the backup quarterbacks. You know who's mm-hmm. who plays better. Both these teams come in two game losing streaks. Um, Kansas, you know, both competitive in their losses. I mean, you know, losing to Oklahoma State's no crime. Uh, the Virginia game was that was a tough one, I think, for Baylor. What, I'm sorry, West Virginia. West Virginia's not a great team, but um, you know, Kansas already won there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, listen, I, I think, you know, you mentioned the schedule. I think there's a little desperation for Kansas here just for what Trent just outlined, which, you know, was I was going to mention as well. I mean, they, they've got some, you know, the Texas Tech game might be the one that you look at it down the road that, you know, they maybe have to have because uh, Oklahoma State's going to be tough in Texas, even though those two games are in Lawrence. Um, and, you know, maybe with Daniels back, in those games, they got a little bit better of a chance. I, I like Kansas in the number here. I agree. I think it's getting a little bit too high. They've already shown they can go on the road and win, and that's a big step for them. Uh, they've already won in Morgantown, I think. They won at Houston. Um, tough game at Oklahoma last week. Or, uh, you know, So I just think that you know they gave up a lot of points. I don't think Baylor's going to put up that many. I think Baylor wins, especially if Daniels doesn't play, uh, no matter who the – the quarterback is for Baylor, but I, I like I like Kansas in the ten here, especially if, if it gets to ten or certainly to ten and a half. I'd, I'd take the Jayhawks at that number. Texas Oklahoma State, Trent. The numbers uh, continues to go in Texas's favor. Oklahoma State's at home. Texas is we they're great. They're really good with yours. Mm-hmm. I think the wrong team's favored. You do. I mean, not the wrong. Not. Oklahoma State's defense stinks. I know, but their offense is pretty good. And Spencer Sanders is banged way. up. I think Oklahoma State can win the football game, not only cover. Something smells about this point spread. This should not feel like it should be six and a half pushing mm-hmm. a touchdown. Something smells here, and usually when that happens, the team that's favored ends up blowing up the other team. Spencer Sanders, we're not going to know until tomorrow if he's going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be a stay away at this point just because yeah. of that. He is so important to what they mm-hmm. do. And ultimately, Iowa State's defense is good. 
Oklahoma State's is not very good. I think Texas is going to get right here, and you're going to see that offense that we saw just a couple weeks back uh, explode once again. Uh, what, how do you see it, Bama? You, are you confident that Texas can go in there and pick them off? I, I like Texas. They're playing really well right now, especially with Ewers back. I mean, he's he's the difference between them. You know, he he could be the difference between them being you know two losses and undefeated right now. I mean, he's I think he's that good. And listen, Bijan Robinson is as good as anybody that that yeah. Oklahoma State I think is going to face on the ground. And um, yeah, I just I. I I like Sanders, like you said. I don't. I guess he's a game time decision um, whether he's going to play. If he doesn't, uh, I really like Texas, but I like him even with him playing. I mean, I know it's in Stillwater, uh, and it's it's hard just to, you know, they lost a tough one against TCU last week. Uh, blew a lead, blew a big lead, uh, which uh, big lead. Thank you. Which you <laughs> know, which um, and lost in overtime. You know, where are they mentally? Uh, after that, uh, listen, it really didn't cost them anything in terms of the the Big Twelve. I've I've thought all along that TCU and Oklahoma State uh, are the best teams in the conference, but Texas is coming on and they're they're just a different team with Ewers at quarterback. And I think they've got the best player on the field in Robinson. So as much as I like Oklahoma State and like Trent said, something not you know, a little fishy around here, I would expect this to be. You know, a one or two point game either way right now, and it's pushing a touchdown. So, uh, if I, I like Texas, I just like what they're doing offensively, and their defense is better than Oklahoma State for sure. Uh, so, get, I'm 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 kind of buying in on the Longhorns, and they they got a chance to make the Big Twelve. You know, real, they they could turn it upside down this weekend, basically, or throw it, throw it back open, or however you want to look at it, because uh, you know they've got the loss and. They could just kind of take a little stranglehold on this if they can if they can knock off Oklahoma State and maybe just bury the Cowboys. So big big game for both. But I like Texas. All right, K State TCU with the winner of this game wakes up uh, Sunday morning in first place in the conference. Uh, you've been calling it the Battle of the Purple all week yes. long. TC, who wins it? More of this coming up at twelve forty five. It is game. part of my picks. And what's the number right now? TC was what three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, Bama, uh, you take it away. Oh man, this is a tough one. I mean, I like both these teams. I, I like what both are doing. Um, Martinez is playing well. Uh, I just, it was a huge, I mean, that was just a monster win for TCU last week. Are they the number eight team in the country? I, I'm not mm, real sure. Yeah. I think we're putting a lot of stock in that Oklahoma win, which really kind of when they came on the board and then they go to Kansas and they kind of eke one out after Daniels got hurt. But you can't you can't overlook that Oklahoma State game in the way they came back last mm-hmm. week. But man, it's it's hard for me to see Kansas State going in there and winning. Although, uh, it, listen, like you said, the winner's going to wake up on top. And you know, maybe with with if you really want to look at it, depending on how it goes, you know, they're they're going to be two games clear of all but one team tomorrow because they'll have the head to head. Whoever wins this is going to have the head to head on the other one, and either Texas or Oklahoma State's going to lose. So. Really puts them in the driver's seat. I'm going to take the Horn Frogs at home. Um, I do like what Kansas has done. I, this would not be a shock if they go in there and win. Uh, but I just think TCU right now is kind of one of those teams that nobody wants to see. But Kansas State and climbing, man, they have this this way of just you know making the game ugly, limiting the possessions, on, you know defense. They're not afraid to go two series and punt the ball. Um, so I, I I think it's maybe a little lower scoring than than people think, but um, I'm going to take the Horn Frogs at home. I don't know about the spread. If it's a, if it's three and a half, you know I can see this as a field goal game. 
Um, I can see this being an overtime game again. I just think it's that close. I think both teams are really good. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Horned Frogs at home. Let's go to the Big Ten West, Trent, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Uh, we heard Chris Williams, who just uh, joined us, our previous guest. He likes Purdue in this spot. Do you? Uh, I do not. I think this is a public play. Everybody is on the Boilermakers at this point. Mm-hmm. It'll ultimately be a stay away. 15 straight in this series, and there's been some ugly ones here. At 15 straight, we know something about that number in a winning streak. <laughs> yeah. if, if Purdue wins it, how about this? They win it 27-9, just like Iowa State in 1998. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Uh, Alabama, Wisconsin, Mertz is playing better. O'Connell's playing as well as any quarterback in the conference, with the one exception, <laughs> he resides in Columbus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on this one? I like Purdue. I mean, maybe it's my guilty pleasure coming out. I don't know. I just, listen, they got a better quarterback, and I think they got the best receiver on the field. I mean, and and that's what's going to, you know, you mentioned Mertz. Yeah, he's playing better, but can you really trust him? I mean, can you, when it really comes down to it, can you trust Graham Mertz in a big game? And like it or not, and we probably wouldn't have thought this at the beginning of the year, this is a big game. I mean, Wisconsin, I, I think, look, they're probably done in the West off that game last week. Purdue is still fighting um, and, you know, has a shot. You know, they're tied with Illinois. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just like what, I like what they're doing with a healthy O'Connell, and again, Jones, I think, is the best receiver on the field, and I know it's in Madison, I know the winning streaks, all that kind of stuff, winning streaks come to an end, as we're painfully aware down here, Uh, (laughs) I just think that, I I like the way Purdue's playing right now, would certainly grab the points, even though it's only two and a half, that almost makes them have to win outright, but um, I just, I don't know, something's wrong with the Badgers, I don't know what it is. They've got their coach fired. Um, you know that lost to Michigan State last week. And you just, just you mm-hmm. can't explain that. Mm-hmm. Even though it was overtime right. on the road, you can't. If you're Sparty's not good. You're content. No, they're not. They're not good. You, you you can't explain that. But you know, just so up and down in that division. That division is just a you know hot mess. So, but uh, I'm taking the Boilermakers. I'm probably wrong, but and maybe it's just with the heart instead of the head. But I like I like Purdue in this one. Syracuse and Clemson will collide, Trent. The winner of this game in all likelihood will uh, get a spot in the ACC championship game. Uh, both teams unbeaten. Syracuse, Babers love what he's doing there. Clemson, I think Clemson is really good. Mm-hmm. How do you it's a big number. It's two touchdowns. That's a lot of points. You guys were trying to put Cole Klublik in there as a quarterback a week into the season. I, <laughs> no, I think it was the week before the season. I told you guys to slow down and here we are Clemson on the cusp again of getting back to the college football playoff you're right and this is such a step up in competition for Syracuse I yes Syracuse has played well against mm-hmm. Dabo's teams a couple of times mm-hmm. upset them once had them on the ropes Was another that a time Friday night I think yes yeah, one of those games yeah. was don't see that being the case here I got Clemson easy do you Wow, more on this one coming up mm. I'm on the other side of UTC that's a lot of points Bama is this um oh boy we're running out of time how do you see this game yeah, I'm afraid I'm with Trent on this one. I just think, you know, Clemson last week showed Florida State they're still the bully on yep. the block. Um, you mentioned the step up in competition. You know, NC State without uh, the quarterback, Wagner, Virginia, Purdue, tough game at home. Um, listen, this is a, it's their first road game since September. They've had four road Jeez. games in a row. I think they're catching a little bit of a break. It's early and not at night, but I think uh, I'm still with Clemson. I don't know about the number. I would I would lay the points if somebody forced me to. I just think Clemson showed last week. Shipley's just a man. I mean, I just mm-hmm. love that kid, and I think he's better than anybody that that Syracuse has. I love what they're doing. They're in line for a, a really good season if they can finish it out, and and a really nice bowl, which would be great for them. But I I don't I don't give them much of a chance tomorrow, and I think Clemson at home can you know. 
run away with this if they want to. I'm the Lone Ranger on this one. Let's go to the Pac-12, uh, Trent. Uh, UCLA and Oregon. UCLA is catching six points uh, in this game, and UCLA is the undefeated team. Get to see a shootout here. Uh, you look at the metrics between the both teams. We know both teams are good offensively, mm-hmm. but both teams have struggled on the defensive side of the football. That Oregon defense, they were really struggling here in year number one of landing. Now, a lot of it had to do with that first game against Georgia here. If I'm playing anything, I'm probably going to play Would we the look at Oregon if we don't? If that game didn't take place? If Oregon oh, would have yeah. played somebody with a hyphen? Yeah, completely different. Right? And Bo Nix wouldn't have had that performance yep. yet. Here we are. Probably going to grab the points, but I definitely know I'm going to have an over ticket in this one. It's a big number, 70 and a half. It's a big game, uh, really, with uh, with tiebreaker ramifications. Mm-hmm. Big uh, Pac-12 championship coming down up. Uh, Bama, your thoughts? I like UCLA. I mean, listen, Bo Nick's going to have to prove he can he can win a big game, and this is a big game. Okay, so this, I know Georgia. Forget that they were not in Georgia. They're not in a class with Georgia. Uh, Bo Nix is playing better. I kind of lean. I go the other way with Trent. I think it's going to be on. Um, I'm taking it under at 70 and a half. That means both teams are going to have to be, you know, 35 or over, or it's going to be 45, 35, or which it could be. But I think the defenses are a little better than than both people think. Um, now on that turf up in Eugene, I mean, it can get crazy. It's going to be a wild crowd. Um, I like you. I just I saw the Washington game, and I, I just like what they're doing. I saw the Utah game. Watched a good bit of that. Defense is better than you think. Two elect- I mean, one really electric quarterback, one quarterback who's got some questions. Uh, until Bo Nix, again, proves that he can win a big game and a conference, perhaps, you know, with a, with a conference title on the line uh, or birth in the championship game on the line, I'm just not going to trust him. But we'll see. Um, I like what Kelly's done. Like you said, they're the undefeated team getting a touchdown almost. Um, I think I'm kind of on that. Trent, what do we have? Two minutes? Three minutes? Mm, three. Three. Uh, Ole Miss LSU, um, Bama, the West right now. LSU controls it. Uh, well, let's go Trent first. LSU is, um, they had a nice win last week, a, a win that uh, really, I think, opened some eyes. Your thoughts, Bama, Old Miss, or Trent, uh, Old Miss LSU? Old Miss running the football incredibly well. They Jackson are. Dart has been a disappointment when you look at some of the metrics out there uh, at this point. Run the football against this LSU front, I think, is going to be more difficult. People think that Ole Miss, all they do is throw the ball. It's not true. No, they run the football mm-hmm. this year. I don't think they're going to be able to do it as well against LSU. I got the Tigers getting it done. Bama? Oh, no way. I mean, I'm all over Ole Miss in this game. I just think that I think people are putting too much stock in that game against Florida. Listen, we saw what Tennessee went into Baton Rouge and did. Okay, and that's mm-hmm. that's the formula. And I know that Ole Miss doesn't have – they don't have Hendon Hooker, and they don't have all the great receivers. But um, I just think LSU is a bit of a fraud, and you know the uh, you know, take nothing of what you saw last week. Florida's terrible. Florida is a step better than Auburn. I am all over Ole Miss in this game. I think Ole Miss is really the one that you know both these teams control their destiny because they still have Alabama on the schedule. So each either one of them wins out, they're going to win the West. I don't. I I like Ole Miss tomorrow. I just I think I like what Lane's doing. He's a great play caller. I think he's a better coach than Brian Kelly, honestly, um, which is saying something. But uh, I just give me the rebels. I just I don't I don't trust uh, LSU in this situation. Alabama bounced back in a big way, Trent. Three touchdowns, but what twenty one and a half? Somewhere yeah, it feels in there. like the uh, odds makers have caught up. As Saban is, I think eight and zero in his last eight games, coming off a, a loss against the <laughs> spread, really? and they put this thing up there. It feels like a huge number. Bama, what do you got here? Yeah, I'm a, here's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking at the number. I'm not looking at anything. But just from an Alabama perspective, I want to see how they respond to last week. 17 penalties. Mm-hmm. 
I want to see if they're more disciplined. Okay, they got a bye week next week. What have they fixed? They even came out and said, listen, nobody's entitled to a position. Okay, so he's putting players on notice. How are they going to respond to that? Is Bryce Young – I think Alabama wins, and they could cover. I don't know. Uh, Rodgers is not – he's a great quarterback, but he's not the same kind of quarterback that generally gives them trouble. More of a pocket guy, can run if he has to. Uh, if Bryce Young is scrambling around making plays, they have a couple turnovers, and then, you know, 10 more penalties and they eke it out, then I think that bodes more for, you know, Alabama down the road. I like them in the game. I'm not touching the point spread. I think it's too much, too easy of a backdoor cover. I just want to see how they respond. I think they will bounce back with a win at home, but I want to see the, if some of the sloppiness has gone from the A&M game, certainly from the Tennessee game, from the Texas game earlier in the year where, where Young bailed them out. Sneaky good game, Trent. I'm going to go to the SEC, South Carolina. The yeah, game you cuts. just took yeah, mine. It's a good one. I'm with you. I mean, two teams. They could go to five and two. There you go. If South Carolina goes to five and two, tip of the ball cap to yes. Beamer. Getting Absolutely. that done in year two. No question about it. Sneaky good game, Bama. Well, that was mine. Um, <laughs> that consensus. <laughs> yeah, me just taking all of it. Uh, you know, it, it's. I looked at some other ones. It's really hard to find one that mm-hmm. really – I guess intrigues me, you know, outside of uh, outside of that one. So that that one was mine. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just stick with that because there's really not much else. I'm you know when you scan the schedule that really jumps out at you. You know, Cincinnati SMU. I don't think that's going to be that intriguing. Um, I think we covered most of them. I'll give you Wyoming, um, Utah State, and the Mountain Division of mm. the Mountain West. That would be my yeah. uh, that was my second game. How much of that game are you going to see? Zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zero. Bama, you're going to recap with us Tuesday this week uh, due to a, a scheduled family uh, commitment. So we'll talk yep. to you on Tuesday. You have a wonderful weekend, okay? Thanks, Bama. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Yep. Good to talk to you. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I previewing the weekend of college football. Quick preview of our number two. Mike Palm kicks it off. Tom Cakert and our picks. Miller and Condon, 106.3.